Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner. Just want to do a little bit of housekeeping here. We do have our amazing camaraderie rescue mission summer of fun raffle. For those of you that are in the Winter Haven, Florida area, the main prize is for you. You get a six month Freedom Boat Club membership valued at over $7,500. But don't worry if you're not in Winter Haven, Florida, you still get a chance to get your name in. They have 350 locations to best serve you. And you can use it up to four times at any of those locations. Plus you get your camaraderie rescue mission t-shirt. All proceeds go to our amazing programs to help our veterans with their PTSD. Um, and suicidal tendencies and just really getting back to nature and getting the hope back into their lives. Also, we have uh, Jen Sahari with Strong Foundations Coaching and Consulting. With over 25 years of leading, mentoring, training, and coaching, Jen provides individuals and businesses personalized support to get your line, get your life aligned with your best life. For more information, go to www.jenzahari.com and book your free 30-minute consultation today, as well as Jen's book, Created No Way Out. It is definitely a book you want to get your hands on. I like read it in less than a day. It was amazing. It's filled with emotion, unique insights on mental health, and an ending you don't want to miss. With that, I am going to bring up our amazing guest, Kim Romaine. Kim, thanks to the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me here. I don't know why I'm so tongue-tied all of a sudden. We were great that all of a sudden now I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Give me and five minutes. I'll be there with you. <laughs> and that's the power of life. That's what we were talking about. You know, yeah. life is all about being live and being in the moment. And that's what we are because we are just two amazing women just in the moment. So right. welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And so tell our amazing viewing audience just who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Kim Romaine and I am a social impact coach and business strategist. Um, really what I do is I help individuals and organizations do good work in the world. Um, this morning, I actually, in my meditation and journaling practice, came up with the term of um, uh, creating abundant good abundantly. So um, I really have uh, this, this passion for not only doing good work in the world and creating social justice, social change, and social impact, but doing so from a place of abundance um, and not from lack and scarcity, which so many people um, enter that, that uh, arena um, from a place of lack and scarcity. So that's high level what I do. <laughs> I love that today that you are the second person to talk to me today about abundance. The second person, the first the one, was a, I know the, the, right. And the first one was a 40 year, uh, veteran, like he was wow. in the arm and to now you. So, I mean, my stars are aligning. <laughs> Absolutely. That goes with what we were talking about pre-show, right? Exactly. Pre-show. When you're listening, you're here. We have a space for you. <laughs> yes. Right here. <laughs> and and yes do epic shit because kim has an amazing new sign that uh i was so excited about see do epic shit i love it i love it i'm gonna have to get something like that for my office i really need to tweak this office but enough about me and about this bland office i we're here for you and <laughs> we're here so, for a conversation <laughs> we're here 
for a conversation and amazing time and have fun because, you know, I don't know about you, but if I can't bring fun into what we're doing, then I don't want to do it. Absolutely. And the world is so heavy in so many ways. Um, I, I had been saying the world is so heavy right now. The world has been heavy for a while, for a long time. You can say however many years you want, however uh, millennia. Um, the world is heavy and bringing some joy and some pleasure and some fun is actually absolutely acceptable um, because the world will continue to be heavy and we can, we can, we can find love and joy and abundance yes. amidst the heaviness. Exactly. I, exactly. I totally, 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 totally agree with you. So I just love everything that you do. And so you do everything from profit to nonprofit. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yeah. And so when somebody says bringing social justice and social impact in to the workplace, what does that really mean? Because I hear it all the time, but I'm like, I'm really not sure I get the concept of that. Yeah. So it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And the definitions, it was funny because I was actually, um, last week I was looking at, you know, how are people defining social impact, social change, social justice, um, social entrepreneurship, right? There's all this focus on it. The, um, the important thing is that first word being social and social really meaning for the common good, right? Whether it's environmental, whether it is uh, for social justice or social change in terms of individuals and humanity um, or the environment. It is creating something for the common good. And the that's the focus of the business. There are a lot of different ways that you can have an entity that creates social justice, social change, social impact. You pick your term, right? Um, it can be for-profit. It can be non-profit. It can be charitable. It can be, it can just be beneficial, right? So there's the B Corp uh, certification, which is not a legal entity, but it, you can be certified as a B Corp. Um, there's hybrid, I mean, there's a gazillion different ways that you can bring about social change, but the focus again is on creating some sort of common, uh, some sort of, sort of good for the common purpose, right? Oh, I get it. So taking the common good for the business, the common good for the people and bringing humanity into what you're doing. Absolutely. In my words. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got and it. that's, now that's my it. definition. Cause again, there's all sorts of like, it has to meet this standard or this standard. The way I approach it is what is the bottom? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Right. And, and I get a lot of, whether it's working with individuals or organizations, again, it's the why, what is the why behind it? If the why touches creating common good, creating change in the world, making the world a better place that you again can put in whatever phrase you want there. That's where I am touching the world again from for-profit through um, non-profit. So it doesn't really matter what the structure is. It's let's work with creating good in the world. Right. I love that. You know, could, could you imagine a world where every single place of employment was doing good? I can. <laughs> I imagine it a lot, as a matter of fact. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of to go on my dream board. <laughs> it's pretty, it's a it's a pretty amazing thing because it doesn't, it moves beyond all of the differences that we have as humans, right? Because there's a lot of differences that we have. Um, and it goes to where is the commonality, right? What are the common things? What are the basic needs? Maybe bring in Maslow and look at the you know hierarchy of needs. What are those needs that we need as humans? What are the needs that the earth needs and um, and our greater environment? And let's work towards that. 
Love it. Yes. Love that. Love that. Now, is your buy-in, okay, because with most companies, you know, if the top isn't buying in, you're not going to get anything accomplished. So would you, that's been my experience. Would you say that's been your experience as well? Yeah, for sure. And and it's not even the, the so they may be bought in on it uh, on the theoretically, mm-hmm. but the buy-in really has to be more than lip service. It can't be, right? We went through this whole period in 2020 about everybody slapping a DEI, um, uh, you know, a belonging statement on their website and then not doing anything internally, right? They didn't move any policy forward within their organization. Um, because that too is social impact, right? You're impacting your employees by giving them the the freedom to feel safe and empowered at work. Right. So um, yeah, there's a lot of lip service without kind of, and that is that deeper buy-in. It really needs to come from leadership. The idea doesn't need to come from leadership, but leadership needs to be able to absolutely move it forward. Right. And again, nonprofit, for-profit, whoever that is. Absolutely. And I love that because I know of so many businesses that it's lip service. And then when it gets to the bottom line, like, oh, yes, we have this equity and inclusion policy or we don't have it. And, you know, and oh, but we treat our employees well. Well, ask your employees. (laughs) Yeah. Big deal to ask your employees. It very often what happens is they've created a policy. They have a manual, whatever. They do a training twice a year and then they're like, we're doing this. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not, no, they, they, yeah. if your stance is on environmentalism and you don't have, um, you know, recycling program within your business, you might not be living up to what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm laughing because I used to work at a place like that where, oh yeah, we recycle. There's not one recycling bin in there. Or there's just one. It's like one in the main office, right? The or behind behind the receptionist desk, and the yeah. only thing they're recycling is paper. Or or the janitor, better yet, the the janitor picks it up and dumps it in the regular trash, and yes. then takes the trash out, and away she goes. Yeah, um, municipality that I used to uh, live in in the states, um, they uh, I would see the the actual trash collectors doing that. The city w- was out there saying, you know, we have this amazing recycling program and you would see the trash companies collecting and putting everything into one bin. And then there was all this uh, information about, oh, how they separate it later. And it's like, no, you don't. That's bullshit. Please stop it. Exactly. (laughs) We're calling you on your bullshit, people. If you're a business owner and you are not doing what your policies say, we call bullshit. And That's thank right. you so much, uh, Salman, for, for joining us. Um, yeah. <laughs> and in this world, like, you know, I, I'm going through this phase with boundaries and really saying what I feel instead of just sugarcoating it and people pleasing, mm-hmm. because I've done that for 40 some odd years and it hasn't got me a whole lot of places except frustrated. Um, so I'm trying on this new thing where I'm not making the person wrong for it, but I'm going to call you out on your shit. So I'm now calling out these people on their shit and, you know, with love saying, mm-hmm. okay, you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. So let's bring the two, let's bridge the gap. And, and that's what you do. You bridge the gap between the bullshit and the real thing. And I love that. I'm putting that on my business card. I bridge the gap between bullshit and the real thing. <laughs> love it. I'm glad I could give you that idea. <laughs> 
That's so awesome. Yeah, because it's true. Because you know, I I am a kind of a quiet rabble rouser in that um if you get me started on something, I will for sure give you my candid thoughts and frame of mind on it. Um, I don't have time or space anymore in my life for for the load of BS that people are are expecting us to continue to swallow, right? Yeah. Um, being in the nonprofit sector for uh, over 20 years between being a volunteer and then working in it as well, um, the number of, of hurdles and hoops to go through to get a grant, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. And the discriminator discriminatory process around all of that, because it's it what is needed, what is expected of you to do to complete it means that the vast majority of organizations don't even try because they don't have the staff, they don't have the time, they don't have the resources. It's too, like, they don't understand what's being asked of them. So I call bullshit on, like, that whole process and the fact that any of that is needed, right? It's, it's, I get that we need regulations, but we don't need to make it so onerous that good work can't be done. Exactly. I love that. I love that, man. There's just so many things. Bullshit. We need, we need a bullshit button. Oh, where is, hold on a minute. So my father-in-law used to have a bullshit stamp, like a red stamp. Oh my God, that's awesome. It's a screaming goat. Now it needs to say bullshit. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. That's perfect. We need the stamp. This is bullshit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what ever happened to it. My husband might have it somewhere, but yeah, it's the bullshit stamp. Love it. <laughs> this is so awesome. We're all going to go out and buy a bullshit stamp and we're going to call each other on our bullshit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Candidly and with love, right? It's like, yeah. we don't, we don't have to be assholes about it. That's the no. other thing. Like we don't have to be cruel about it. But That's we right. can say, um, bullshit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what other options do you have available? Because that, my friend, is bullshit. Like, that's that's not rude. I mean, a little. Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> it's not rude. It's not rude. Unless you're, like, really in their face. And it's. Right. I think presentation is half the thing. And if we can keep our tone, because I've been reading people's tones, even though I, I don't know, I this new... I have a, another coach that says, well, you know, don't just pe take people at their face value. Don't look at their tone in their in their rolling their eyes. And I'm like, seriously, because if someone's rolling their eyes at me, I know that what they're saying isn't true. Yeah. I call bullshit on that. Yeah. But anyways, that's just a whole other. That's a side note. Anyways, we'll get off the we'll get off that. Track. We'll get off the bullshit for now. <laughs> we'll get off the bullshit for now. Uh, so what three things would you say that you had to overcome to get to where you're at right now in your business and, and everything like that? And so of life? course, the first thing that comes into mind is my own bullshit. So <laughs> <laughs> the three things I had to get over um, to, to get here. Uh, uh, quite frankly, it really was my own BS was the first one, right? I needed yeah. to stop buying the narrative that um, things had to look, feel, and act a certain way, right? right. To, to be successful, to do good work. Um, I also needed to, um, needed to, was it to get, to overcome? Yeah, what to I overcome. Mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I needed to overcome fear, a deep fear that I was not worthy or good enough. Right. That, that was super big. Um, and I needed to get over, I think it all ties together because it's, I also needed to get over this idea that I didn't know what I was doing. And you know what, I, you're in the what, number 25 and the episode. And I think everybody has said they had to get over their own bullshit. So, I mean, and I, it's funny because I asked that we had, um, a special guest on our Monday night show who is a power coach to Xander Holyfield. Mm-hmm. And I had a little bit, like I had a five second window to ask him before the show come on, and, you know, one great question. And I said, what did you overcome to get to being the powerful coach that you are? And his answer was his own bullshit. So, I mean, that is powerful. I just want to say, Hey Tim, you missed the screaming goat. The screaming goat made an appearance on the show tonight and you missed it. You were a little bit late for that. Uh, he gave me the screaming goat. So. Oh, well, Tim, where were you? I know. Well, okay. Just for Tim. I was going to say, Tim's here. We'll put it out. The screaming goat. So the the whole screaming goat thing was because we did a, stupid us, did a 24 hour fundraiser for money, uh, to raise money for leukemia and lymphoma society. Mm -hmm. And we were like, (laughs) why are we doing, what did we do this for? And then, you know, that wasn't crazy enough. We decided to do another 12 hour one. Um, to raise more money and we ended up close uh, we were over fifteen thousand dollars within the in those two things that we did do so i mean yeah we may be crazy but we get shit done <laughs> it gets shit done and you have a screaming goat to keep your company so that's right <laughs> oh my god so what three things do you help your clients overcome uh, their own bullshit for sure. <laughs> That's like the number one thing, right? It's, yeah. it is, um, they show up with all the stories. So I help them first get rid of the stories. I help them create some awareness around, um, where they are, where they're going, and then begin to start to find a vision. Cause very often the vision that they come with is not their true vision. It's a vision that, um, they think they should have, right? So it's moving aside all of the shoulds. Um, and they also get overthinking they have to do it by themselves. We work a lot on community, conscious connections, empowering others, moving into your zone of genius so that others can be in theirs, um, which is really important. Um, and especially most of my clients are, are female entrepreneurs or female conscious leaders. And um, we have a tendency to talk a good game about collaboration, but we don't always know how to do it real well. Um, and delegation is like, we again, think we know what we're doing and it's really, really hard for us to do it. Damn, you just called me on all my bullshit. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I'm a team of one. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't mean that I don't have like mentors or, or, or go-to people. But yeah, I've been putting it out there for the last two weeks that I need an intern because I really need to get some of that shit off my plate uh, so that I could be more fo- f- effective for my people 
uh, you know, and my clients and, and things like that so that I can make them shine properly and get mm -hmm. you, you know, where you're supposed to be. So, so what I would ask you about that is what, why don't you have an intern intern yet then? Um, well, I put the word out and I'm was waiting. And so, yeah, I got to contact the schools. So that's the next step. I did contact, but I haven't had a chance to follow up. So. Yeah. Mm, so where's that priority and where are those boundaries? Yeah, well, <laughs> I've been working for the charity. <laughs> Again, where are those boundaries? <laughs> and, and it's funny because I had ratted myself out before the show and I had said I've been focusing on, it was not necessarily the wrong thing, but it, it was still doing good, but what? not to what I'm out to create. Well, it is, but you know what I mean. Um, anyways, so it's I, where I, that it gets blurry, right? It's like yeah. I'm doing good work, and I'm yeah. I'm also right. It's like it's all your different hats, and and they're all good and they're all meaningful. So how do you create one the priorities and two the boundaries? Right. So that's a lot of right. That's a lot of the work that needs to be done because I'm gonna guess there is some there's some guilt of if I'm don't do this work for the charity. If I don't help in this way, who else is going to do it? How else is it going to get done? Needs to be done. Maybe. Kind of, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm a doer. I'm one of those well, female entrepreneurs that, you know, see something in front of them. You give me an assignment and I'm on it. And then I have a tendency, like, and then everything else scoops up behind. And then, you know, by, you know, I, I'm not making excuses. I'm just knowing, I know after last weekend that I needed to shift the priority. Yeah. So this week yeah. is all about shifting the priority. And I promise you that there will be an intern in here by the end of the month. <laughs> all right. By the end of the month. All right. It's only last, two weeks away. I last, I even asked my nephew out in Illinois. I'm like, hey, you want to learn the ropes? And I got silent. So. Well, I mean, you know, here we are live. Who has a great intern? Right? Right. Who wants to learn production? And who wants to learn how to promote people? And who wants to learn that stuff? I mean, I would think that there'd be a lot of people chomping at the bit for that. But... Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I did a poll on LinkedIn. LinkedIn poll just closed. So I got to go check who my people are that said that they wanted to. So, you know, I got to I gotta do all that too. But anyways, enough about me because this, <laughs> see, well, this is actually you in action as what you do with a client, you know. So I'm kind of just letting the people know exactly how you operate. So it's kind of, I guess it's a winning situation for you, right? There we go. And, and how I operate for sure is I, I am, I've been described as a walking human hug. So like I hold all the love and all the space. Um, I am uh, strategic and pragmatic. So like we're going to get to the nitty gritty and I have a whole lot of woo. So like, I want to talk about universal energy with you. I want to talk about like, what's your human design and, and what's coming up for you. Like, I want to get in there and, and talk about all those facets. Right. And it, it does make me a bit of a unicorn to be able to deliver all of that um, in a meaningful way. But I feel like it's, it's this really cool, maybe Prada toolbox 
that, that feels like it, it kind of can open up with all sorts of glitter and sparkle. And then let's get down to business, right? So it's all of the above. Love that. Love that. We have our guests uh, here. Good. Oh, Stumble wonderful. onto show. Well, good. Thanks for stumbling. Thank you for stumbling and joining us. Yes. Um, and don't forget to check out Kim here because you are like the master at what you're doing here. I can already tell just by being on the spotlight myself. <laughs> We're calling each other out on our bullshit and we're calling, um, if you're just joining us, we're calling out the businesses that, um, you know, doing one thing, saying one thing and doing another. So, uh, and on our kids, new business card is going to be bullshit to the real thing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love we're going to shift the bullshit to the real stuff. Yeah. Yes. Shift. Do the dynamite shift. Love it. I love what you said, magical unicorn. You know, I, we never used to talk about that stuff. And now all of a sudden, all you hear is about magical unicorns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people such as yourself that, you know, we have these toolbox. I remember back, um, my dad always had a saying called uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Yep. But, you know, so it reminds me of we all have these toolboxes and what do we bring to the table? What do we take out of our toolbox to help our clients? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I think of when when you say that. And so you've got a lot. You've got a big toolbox there um, to help the client. So who is for those people that are listening or that's going to catch the replay later? Who would you say is your ideal client? So my ideal, ideal client, and again, I love working with individuals and I love working with organizations, but this is like my, my super sweet spot are people who would um, bill themselves as social entrepreneurs or social entrepreneur wannabes. So somebody who uh, likely already is an entrepreneur who has already built a successful business, um, who is now wanting to create social change, social justice, social impact, through their work, through their business. Um, they may have thought, I want to open a nonprofit. I want to start a foundation. Maybe I do something and augment my current business, um, whatever that is, um, you know, having that ability to work with them. Um, I really love working with them from the very beginning where they start to get the idea and then let's figure out what is the right uh, format for you to do this in and who are the right people that need to be at the table because so often what happens is we get these great ideas we go you know we're doers we go forward with this and we don't have the right people around the table the people that we the people whose lives that we want to touch aren't at the table so making sure they're at the table and part of the conversations making sure um, whatever board advisory board or um, or working board that you have that uh, you're building that with people that are experts that you're not just building that with your lovely wonderful friends and family that mean well but are not actually going to help you move it forward and then start to really build that out for sustainability so those are that's who i love working with um although like i said i also have a bunch of people who um through the great resignation resignation and the great uh, uh, shift and all of that that's happening on out there. Um, people are looking to do more meaningful work. So I have a number of clients that do that. And I have a number of um, existing nonprofit organizations um, that I, I help them with in numerous ways. <laughs> Love that. 
Wow. Love all of that. So yes, if you are one of those startups that like, I have this great idea, but I don't know how to get it out there. Kim is your woman, uh, the magical unicorn with the Prada box, and it's going to take your bullshit and get it into real life, real life form. So we and can do some shit. I love that. See, that's just so amazing. I'm glad you showed me that at the beginning before we jumped on. <laughs> you have to like hang it above behind you so that the world can see that. It's I have to find the right space for it, but yeah, it, it's going back there. So that so not only am I reminded to do epic shit, but whoever I'm online with is gonna be reminded as well that they too can do epic shit. That's right. That's what we're put here for to do epic shit. That's right. We're not here to just sit around and, and play it small anymore, people. We're calling nope. you out on your bullshit. Calling you out on your bullshit. And we're not here to do it the way that everybody else has always said we have to do it. Yes. Right? We, we, th these are our lives. These are our organizations. And we, by the way, get to make choices, even though there's a whole lot of people and other organizations that will tell us that we can't. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> we need that bullshit stamp. Do you need that bullshit stamp? <laughs> need that bullshit stamp. Oh, with that, I just wanted, I can't believe it's been a half hour already here. I know. Um, I just want to thank our amazing guests in the comments. And for those of you that are on, uh, can I catch it up on the replay? I know some people are coming home from work and on the drive by, but don't forget, we do have it on podcast form which will be uploaded by Saturday on our station. So definitely if you're those type of people that just like audio only, we do have, we do have that for you too, or catch us on the YouTube channel, Unstoppable Overcomers. And with that, Kim, any final words for our viewing audience today? Be unstoppable. Just be unstoppable and do good stuff. What, what did I say this morning? I told you to you already. Um, create abundant good abundantly. There we go. Create abundant good abundantly. I've got nothing to say other than that. So with that, like Kim said, live unstoppably. We'll see you next time. Next week, same time, same channel. Bye for now. <laughs>